0: Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. You can read all 4,000 plus of them at my website. That's at Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. If you enjoy the reviews that you hear here, and you also love films of the 1980s, I do encourage you to check out my other podcast. It is called Around the World in 80s Movies. You can find the link to that at my website. That's at Quipster.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film called The Gemini Man. It is a PG-13 rated film. It does have violence and action throughout. It has brief, strong language. It is an action thriller with, you come to find, science fiction elements as well. Will Smith is the main star. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Clive Owen, Benedict Wong, and others are in this film. Ang Lee is the director. The screenplay credited to David Benioff, Billy Ray, and Darren Lempke. Now, Will Smith here is starring as a man named Henry Brogan. Henry is a top-notch sniper. He's a skilled combat fighter, and he's working for this black ops government agency called Gemini, and he's performing one last kill before he's going to retire from the assassin business at the ripe age of 50. Henry's the best at what he does, but he hates the man that he's become. He's unable to look at himself in the mirror without observing disappointment and pain, but just when he thinks he's pulling out... As they say, they pull him back in. He discovers that he's been misled by his superior at Gemini, named Clay, played by Clive Owen, in the nature of his latest assassination. It makes him feel betrayed, along with his fellow agent and his new ally, named Danny, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and his trusty pal, Baron, played by Benedict Wong. Henry soon discovers that they're trying to take him out as well, but with a younger and more agile and less angsty version of himself, named Junior. Now, Ang Lee here, he's directing this science fiction thriller. It continues to prove that Ang Lee should probably stay away from directing mainstream action blockbusters. At least that's not what I think. He's tried it before with Hulk, this Marvel superhero film that most fans of the MCU. It's not an MCU film. It was done before that, but... Most of the fans of Marvel have tried to, and mostly succeeded, to forget. The Gemini Man is arguably better than Hulk, but it still falls far short of expectations given the pedigree of its director and the charisma of its stars. Although the advertisements give away the science fiction twist to the story, The Gemini Man, it plays like this standard assassin spy thriller much of the way, not too dissimilar to being a film in the Bourne series. And then ultimately, it does get into this aspect of cloning, that is, as I said, it's not a spoiler if you ever watch any advertisements of this film. You can even just look at the poster and figure that out. The real problem with The Gemini Man as an action thriller is that it's entirely too talky. It's filled with a dramatic weight that's just not in keeping with the tone of the extended CG-laden set pieces in the film. Those set pieces are so dynamic. They're so explosive. They're filled with all kinds of crazy fighting and quick cut editing that they feel like they've been removed from an entirely different film than the one that plays out in between those scenes. Ang Lee is much more in tune with exploring the deep-seated feelings of his characters, and he lets these interludes where they discuss those feelings play out just as long as each of those prolonged action sequences. And for an action thriller genre excursion, it's just a tough slog to have to hear about an assassin's inner feelings before he goes out to do each kill, and that renders the Gemini Man inert about most of its runtime. It's interspersed with a lot of moments where it kicks right into fifth gear after being in first gear... Now, depending on where you see it, you will see it shot at 120 frames per second, at least the action scenes. They do look remarkably good, but the transitions between the action and the drama are so jarring that you'll stop to ponder the design of these action sequences as they play instead of just getting into the moment, mostly because you're not likely to be invested enough into the outcome of the fights to stay absorbed into them. Nevertheless, There is some impressive work done here, a chase involving a motorcycle racing through the streets of Cartagena. Colombia is well-rendered, and it's crisply presented, albeit with a lot of that jittery camera work that also cribs from uh, the Bourne films. If only we could be thrilled along with them. Storytelling elements aren't just obvious, they're also boring. As anyone who has watched espionage thrillers of any sort over the last two decades can easily surmise what's going on long before the reveals finally arrive, the colors and lighting are bright. They're vivid. Maybe they're a little too bright and vivid for a thriller that plays this dark and angsty in its themes. The casting here is a mixed bag. Few of the actors are really playing to their natural strengths. I mean, Will Smith just does not seem like a man who is deeply troubled or who has carried a lifetime of regret. So when we see his younger representation supposedly being without that regret, there's barely a difference other than the obvious CG work done to de-age the actor for the younger component Which doesn't really pass the Uncanny Valley problem. It does look fake, unfortunately, when we were watching the young Will Smith, and it is distracting. Mary Elizabeth Winstead here is presumably there to add kind of a romantic repartee to play opposite Will Smith, but there is not any natural spark to be found between her and Smith to make their pairing fun or exciting or even romantic at all. Clive Owen here is only here giving his screen presence to play the heavy. He's not asked to, at all to provide any sort of acting range that might make his scenes interesting in the slightest. He leaves no memorable impression. So, all in all, The Gemini Man, unfortunately, is a misfire from Ang Lee, a director who has done far better. I really do think This does not play to his strengths at all. And unfortunately, most of the actors are not playing to the strengths, which ends up being a rather weak attempt at an action sci-fi thriller. So for that, I can only give it, at best, two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars on my scale means that I do think all of the tools, all of the talent were here to make a winning film, and yet they cannot get it all together. And the problem is that tonal imbalance that Ang Lee brings to the film He could have made this a drama, he could have made this a complete action movie, but by trying to merge the two in a way that's not satisfying, it ends up being an unsatisfying thriller in the end, despite good specs, good cast, good talent behind the camera, it's all for naught, and unfortunately, a boring movie results, so two and a half stars is the best I can give the Gemini Man. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you have your own thoughts on the Gemini Man, if you want to just tell me you agree with my take, or if you have a few things in mind that I did not get to in my review that you think are worth sharing, you can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.